Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We arrived at the court in what appeared to be like a foyer. The two sisters were doing this performance for what appeared to be envoys and courtiers. They were playing this giant crab thing, but it sounded like an organ because they were like forcing air through it. One of them was singing. We were just kind of standing there, looked behind the guards, and one of them saw us and was basically like the heck are these small folk doing here? How did they even get in? And so we were just like, we used a conch. How anyone else gets here? One of them was rude. One of them was coy, but nicer about it. They had us escorted from there with the guards to this hamster cage that they had made that was people-sized. Malthus tried to follow them, but one of them was able to see him and kind of like gave him a look and he was like, well, I'm not dealing with that. That's above my pay grade. Heroes Not Included, Season 2. Let me think carefully about this. The one was singing and one was sort of like playing a mm-hmm. crab steel drum. She was torturing a crab, and its noises made music. It's like that guy who made a piano by hitting the tails of kittens. So if, if Malthus just basically went back to his perch, let's say, is the room now just empty? Mm-hmm. And we didn't see where those other giants went, because Malthus was chasing the other two. Well, and they all kind of went in different directions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I might just leave him sitting on the wall. I'm guessing there's okay. lots of weird little outcroppings. You can just sit there and peck at the crabs. Put them both peck, in peck, a bucket, peck. make them fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm so evil. <laughs> I turn to you guys and I say, I think this is fortuitous. We were not smashed. I think that's a victory. And I think it would behoove us. And I kind of turn towards Aspen to perhaps scout around a bit and do some information gathering. Uh, I actually... Wish we still had that oil. If I'm gonna do any of that, I need to sleep first. And, like, actually sleep. Full sleep? Yeah, I don't... You need, like, the good eight hours stuff? Yeah, I only have one spell slot left, and that's only at first level. Okay. I don't get a lot of spells. I mean, we weren't told specifically to stay in our rooms, but it was probably kind of an implied stay here until mm-hmm. someone You can take a me. peek out there and see if the guards are still there. Yeah, do I see the guards down the long tunnel? Yes. Okay. And they are facing your direction. Mm-hmm. Based upon the shape of their toes. Hey. <laughs> but while we're discussing, I say we sit here for a solid hour. Well, that'll at least help you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Helps me a lot. Yeah. Actually, I take out, while, while looking around the room and while doing this rest, because you can still kind of move around and do stuff, mm-hmm. I pull out my wand of magic detection. Okay. And I activate it and just sort of start wiping around the room. Wondering if there's a, you know, little statue of an ear that seems magical or some bullshit like that. Well, as you go around the room like this, you notice that an aura that exudes from the wall follows the wand as you go around the room. But none of the items themselves seem Not the be items, magical. but the wall. That makes sense. I would this guess whole place that, I would, is magic. I would guess the walls were enchanted. They gotta but keep I, the water out somehow. Yeah. And we're at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, you probably don't want any, uh... <laughs> they probably don't want any, uh, malfunctions. <laughs> So I sit close to these folk, and I say, I would really like to find information before we meet these people next time, so that we have some sort of leverage. How can we get out and scout about? Why don't you just send Malthus out? I could do that. That's one of our options, and we will do that. I think that's the only thing, because I'm, until I sleep, like really sleep, I don't have anything, really. Okay. I basically um, sit in a chair. I put my feet up on the table. Okay. 
and I link with Malthus and say, let's go on a bit of a walkabout. But with wings, like a, a flying rabbit. <laughs> okay. So you uh, start putting together this uh, scouting plan when you hear a voice coming from the hall, which is amplified because you're like at the <laughs> opposite end of the speaker. <laughs> We're like in one of the ear trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds even a little bit more distorted. You guys doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> we were! Now I've got a migraine. Tiny eardrums, please. Tiny eardrums. It's the voice of uh, Moran. And she says, Jarl of Fangstone, I have unexpected news. Um, I guess I... <laughs> okay. I walk down the growing tunnel. <laughs> I see her shins. <laughs> I look up her dress. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not that close. And um, I cast fly again and levitate up in a completely non-threatening way. Okay. But just so she doesn't have to <laughs> bend <laughs> over. So now yeah. there's this thing floating in front of her. And like you this. saw them before, so you saw what the appropriate distance was. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm just basically raising to a comfortable neck level slowly. Okay. And I bow, I guess, while flying. <laughs> 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 and I try not to spin <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, and I say, what is it, your highness? She says, I must admit I am surprised, but I have come to inform you that my sister will, in fact, grant you an audience. If you would like to gather your companions, then follow me. Very well. And then back through the tunnel again. Okay. I say, hey, all those plans we made? Okay, I guess that was a bit short-sighted. <laughs> when when uh, mean dragon sister said, it'll be a long time, apparently she meant like an hour, because that's how long we've been in here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everybody ship shape. Okay. Okay. I stand up and brush some water off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I reach over and like, like I'm trying to help. <laughs> no, it's no touch. It keeps, it just doesn't, never. Okay. Don't touch. Like... Squeegeeing the bottom of a tub. Do not give I press the digitate and push <laughs> several droplets and then they just re-beat up again. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fresh water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you come walking out of the, uh, the end of the tunnel and Marianne kind of leads the way down the hall. She uh, takes a step. It's for us to catch up. The guards are flanking you guys. So you have one guard, one guard. Mirian, and then the three. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, that they are staying in their lane. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! She uh, walks you into that area that you arrived in, and you see standing in that area the giants who were in uh, the hall listening to the music. Mm-hmm. And you see Nim, but you do not see uh, Sarissa. Mm-hmm. As you walk in to the room, she picks up her pace and kind of crosses the room to where the other giants are. And she says, My lords and lady, these are the assassins I spoke of. Protect now your regent. And you see the four giants, the cloud, the fire, the frost, and the stone giant draw weapons. This is no way to hold court. (laughs) Fight this way. We bicker and talk about things And you things see the like guards who were kind of lazily flanking you go like this with their pikes. So you got pikes, mm-hmm. you got these four high-ranking giants representing the, these various giants, and you have the sisters. Do we know in which direction... Because you told us which direction they walked and they did the kind of thing for... Yeah, they all kind of... That, was from, that was from the other room, though, upstairs. Yeah, upstairs. we're in a different from room. This, yeah, that wasn't from this Somewhat room. similarly shaped. In upstairs... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't cast fly again, can you? Yeah, I can. On all three of us? Okay. How fast is a giant move? They can move fast. Yeah, but we're small. Yeah. If we fly, go upstairs, maybe she has a conch to get out. Why don't we all start with our favorite thing, and that would be initiative. We probably need the white bird, don't we? Ooh. I actually got a good initiative for once. 17. I'm just debating if this is a really need-to-fight kind of thing. I don't think so. I think if it doesn't fight, seem, we're dead. Yeah, it doesn't seem all that... 
We just need to outrun them to oh. wherever we're going. Or, or state something. Eobard, why don't you give me an intelligence check, and I'll give you advantage on it to see if you can figure out, given... Aspen, you can make the same, given your history with court espionage, intrigues, whether or not you can figure out anything that might be a benefit here. Thirteen. Thirteen? It's a straight you up both intelligence. Get advantage. Yeah, an intelligence check. I'm trying to think if there's any actual skill yeah, I can no, use 13. to buff my number up a bit. Seventeen. Seventeen. Plus one. One? Okay, so eighteen. If it's just straight intelligence, it's yeah. eighteen. Eighteen. Aspen, you sense that the sisters aren't being straightforward with these other giants. Odds are they're they're responding to some kind of external pressure that has been placed upon them. Eobard, mm-hmm. it is immediately clear to you that the other giants are not entirely sold on the accusation, mm-hmm. but it is more a matter of, well, when you're in the king's court and the yep. king's court says these are the bad guys, these are the bad guys. Yep. And less a matter of, you know, oh, these are clearly assassins. So I walk to the, to the middle of the room, and I say, these allegations are baseless. And frankly, you disgrace me as much as you disgrace yourselves to think that I, and as I say that, I look up at the eight, 15-foot-long sword, mm-hmm. like kind of above me, and yeah. kind of like, to think that someone like I could waltz into your home and kill your regent so easily after announcing my own presence. I put forth that something is clearly awry, and I look around to all the people in the room. Where is the butler? (laughs) Yeah. How could you say something so obviously flawed and then expect these smart people to buy into it? So give me a uh, persuasion persuasion check, please. Okay. Allow me to read carefully the rules of something I need to use. Can I make a perception check to be checking faces around the crowd? Uh, you can't. That's not going to help you. Well, I specifically... Wouldn't you... Don't you want to make an insight check? Yeah, I guess. If to see whether or not they're it. they're buying... Yeah, sure. Buying in? Insight. While I'm, yep. while I'm pontificating? Uh, 23. Make any attack, skill, or saving throw. It does not seem that the giants are all too invested in whatever happens to you. That's what you gather from your insight. Okay, so what are you going to do... With human determination, I would like to make this persuasion goal at uh, advantage. Okay. Do you have inspiration, my dude? I do have an inspiration. Which lets me re-roll one of these. Mm -hmm. Way better. Way better. That's how you use all of your assets in one round. (laughs) Uh, 26 persuasion. Ah, very good. Okay. I really need a short rest. <laughs> so you see the guards behind you. Um, oh, also, also, I, I did raise, since I got that flight spell just a little bit longer, I did raise up to about maybe Knee-hike. belly button level. Okay, so Where they, I'm still showing a, a, a subordinate. Right? They had, their, they had yeah. their pikes pointed at you. My arms open. And you notice that as you look around the room to see what the response is to your words, you see the guards kind of do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can just... Right now, we, I mean, we, I can just... We I can were just, watching him the whole time. And you see I the, can literally kill him right now. <laughs> and you see the guards kind of look at each other and go, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that makes sense. Sense to me. So you know immediately that you've persuaded the guards completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see each of the giants in turn kind of eye you, and not in a suspicious way, but more in a calculating way. How did he kill? Aspen has the perfect... Not that calculation. Not that calculation. A different kind of calculation. Mm-hmm. Um, Aspen, you see each of the giants beginning to do the math. The kind of math that you are used to seeing in the fake court. Mm. Oh, like how do I leverage this kind of thinking? I'm in this situation. How can I use the fact that I'm in this situation to my advantage? Mm -hmm. You recognize it immediately. As you, Elbard, haven't had a lot of experience in a lot of different courts, you can just tell that they are thinking. So You're I, like, you have definitely caused him to stop and go... So as I'm seeing this go around, I kind of, like, subtly point at Aelbard, mm-hmm. and I send message as a cantrip, 
and uh, and he receives it telepathically, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what do you say? I say, uh, it's clear that you've convinced the guards, and I see a ripple of opportunity across the faces of the other giants. They're wondering how they can use this to their advantage. You might also want to remember that we do have information about the sisters in our back pocket. They did collude against Hecaton, who still is the leader of the court here, at least in name. You hear uh, a boom come from somewhere. As though something had been slammed into something. Aspen looks around. Yeah, nothing in the room happened though? Nothing in the room happened. Mirian says, you sneak in here under the pretenses of peace when we know all small folk wish the destruction of giants. Your deeds at destroying our kin are long and well known. You cannot come here and play the innocent. And you see the other giants kind of go, a bit affected, wouldn't you say? It's a little... Zephyros would vouch for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> They're fabulous. You hear another boom, and now you hear voices, and yeah. it sounds like an argument, and it's the voices are getting louder. I turn kind of over to my shoulder and I say, "Find out what that is." Zephyros would vouch for us. We <laughs> yeah, didn't touch a hair on his beautiful head. I say, "Of course, we are wary of the giants." Because you can kill us so easily. Emerith, am I still regent? I will see these assassins. Now out of my way. My lady, please, you must be You must be quiet, patient. I'm sure we can resolve this, but there is no need for a temper. Well, if I am angry, it is because of you. And coming around the corner, you see Sarissa and another storm giant. And immediately, the other storm giant stops speaking. And you see the two sisters turn. If she was a human and normal size, you would say pubescent, but because she stands at around 30 feet tall, kind of looks mature, mm-hmm. but is clearly, clearly much younger than her sisters. And she steps into the room and she says, I demand to know what is the meaning of this. She looks around the room, and you see immediately the other giants, all of a sudden their weapons are in their holsters. <laughs> and all of a sudden they are smiling and bowing. Yeah, Aspen immediately yep. is super deep bow. I, I lower back down to the ground, okay. onto a knee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she turns and she, she looks at her sisters. And her sisters are like, we have caught these small folk who have come to assassinate you. And from way down on the ground I go, <laughs> and uh, Emerith says, Your sisters have it at hand. There is much business that we must attend to. And she looks at Emerith and she looks at her sisters and she says, I will hear the facts of the matter in the throne room. She turns and storms, as a storm giant storms yep. <laughs> in an almost literal way, out the door. And Emerith, you see, turns, and as she turns, she looks over in your guys' directions. I lock eyes with her, and I give her a wink. And And as he does that, (laughs) I subtly point a finger at the regent and whisper to her, My lady, we are not assassin. We came seeking news of your father, and we must speak with you privately, away from Imrith and away from your sisters. That's Uh, a fine persuasion. Yeah. Is that persuasion rule? Oh, hell yeah, it is. But Emworth gives you a look, and you see... If anybody wanted to give me inspiration for this great idea. Oh, wow, yeah, I'm so inspired. Give me some some inspiration. Uh, But she immediately looks at the three of you, and you see that she makes a motion towards something on her, uh, hanging from her waist as she walks out of sight. Like an instinct almost? Well, no, you can, you look to see what it is, and it is a piece of the great axe that... The frost giant that traveled with you. Oh, harsh nice axe. Uh, a 24 on my persuasion. Uh, all right. You notice immediately that the other uh, lords and lady immediately kind of look at the sisters and they, your highness, and they turn and they follow Sarissa uh, out the door that Sarissa came. 
and the sisters kind of look at you guys, they look at each other, and storm out. That's why they're called Storm Jack. <laughs> they storm out. They storm out of everything. <laughs> all the time. I really thought it was related to storms. Yeah, I but didn't know it was about Huffy. It's just really angry. Huff giant, apparently. <laughs> huffy, Puffy, Puffy, Huffy. <laughs> that leaves you three with the two guards. And the guards are standing there with their pikes pointed up at attention. And one of the guards looks down and says, That could have gone better. Do you keep drinks here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have uh, an eyedropper? Yeah, I, I, I just kind of like pull my hand. Well, <laughs> and he pulls out this giant-sized storm giant-sized flask. <laughs> just put some in the cab and put it on the ground. And he, come, come, come. Yeah, it's a pool. It's for calic. It's calic-sized. <laughs> kind of like dribbles it out, fiddles around with something, and he pulls out um, a loose button that he had stored away somewhere. <laughs> And he kind of pours just a droplet into the mm-hmm. button and sets it down. And so down comes this button about this big. Mm-hmm. It's like a large pizza. Yeah, it's like a large pizza. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, uh, a droplet of um, whatever was in this flask. Cool. Giants I change surface it, it tensions. <laughs> <laughs> it's D&D, it's magic. Yeah, okay. it's all magic. It's good. It's, yeah, it's you a hummingbird? Yeah, that was good. Um, he says... We must go to the throne room. I drink whatever is left. <laughs> All <Okay>. of it. <laughs> it tastes like a briny red wine. Mm. And I say, many thanks. That was very stressful. And then turn back and get start walking towards the throne room. All right. Uh, you make your way back up into the room that you first saw where the music was being performed. And the, the guards uh, lead you towards uh, the hallway that exits to the right from where you entered this great hall. And it is um, a kind of an arch-shaped hallway. And you walk down the hallway. Again, the guard's being careful to try and keep pace. So that it's not a, kind of an awkward sort of thing, but more processional, if you will. Until you enter what is clearly a throne room. Maelstrom's throne room resembles an amphitheater. Stone bleachers overlook an oblong chamber with a 50-foot deep pool of seawater near its center. In the middle of the bleachers is an archway through which you have come, and uh, you can also see that there is a submerged passageway that leads into the room as well. Facing the pool and the archway from which you have entered into the room are three enormous thrones. The middle one is carved from a solid chunk of obsidian and has four blue dragon skulls affixed to its base and floats one foot above the floor. If anyone now would like to make an arcana or a history check, I will allow it. Uh, I got a 16, probably an arcana. That's what you rolled was arcana? It's the same stat for either, so. 19 history? Well, apparently Eobard was a bit bookish growing up. He was forced into history lessons. And he was proficient in history. Something uh, of those lessons must have stuck, because you recognize it as the Worm Skull Throne, according to legend built by dwarven gods and entrusted to the rulers of Shanatar, an ancient dwarven empire. The Worm Skull Throne was a symbol of dwarven power and pride for ages untold. Runes glisten in the carved obsidian, winking to life with blue energy when the throne's powers are activated. After the fall of Shanatar, the Worm Skull Throne fell into the clutches of less honorable creatures. According to legend, a band of adventurers wrestled the throne from the aquatic elf tyrant Gantar Karak and sold it to a storm giant by the name of Neri for a considerable fortune. It is said that Neri had the throne magically enlarged and gave it to her prince husband, Hecate, as a gift. So way to pay attention in history class, Eobard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking, man, I'd love to rule from that. <laughs> you see, uh, Sarissa sits on the Worm Skull throne, flanked by two storm giants. One is Imerith, and the other is one that you have not seen. Really? Does she look older? No. This is a male storm giant. You also see that uh, Sarissa has a scepter in her hand. The other giants who were with you are already seated on the stone benches around. 
and the guards escort you right into the middle of the room. We have never seen this dude. Yeah, we haven't heard about any dudes either, Mm. so this is a little weird. She looks at the three of you from the throne for a good minute, and she says, How is it that you came to Maelstrom? I walk up and do all the nobly good tidings. Before I begin, thank you for inviting me into your court. I am Eobard Thawne, Jarl of Fangstone. We have come by using the conch shell. She kind of looks quizzically at you and she says, Whose? We used Duke Zolto's conch shell. You hear a murmur from the giant sitting on the stone benches. (laughs) And you see the fire giant, Tess. You see, uh... I'm glad we didn't, like, kill anybody or fuck around. Yeah, that was good. It was very much a sort of like, hey, we gotta use your phone. Who broke down? Do you mind if I borrow your cell phone? I'll bring it back. That would have been a worse story. And we murdered everybody in the house. But... (laughs) You see, she immediately kind of checks something in her pocket. We hear it ringing down the hall. Yeah. I'm calling him now. (laughs) Phone's silent, but listen. (laughs) And she, again, looks at you kind of quizzically, and she says... Why have you come? We have come for a matter of great importance. If you're not aware, there have been a great many calamities come at the hands of the giants amongst the folk. And I wave at us again. And I say, frost giants are, com- are destroying the seas and the, the towns of... The you the frost giant up in, on the stone benches behind you go, <clears throat> Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> And I say, the stone giants have completely decimated my lands as well as particularly the Whispering Hills. Because of all of this, of course we started to investigate, and a council was held in Waterdeep. And you see Emmereth lean over, and she says, I say, if I may continue. And you see Emmereth just kind of look at you, and she kind of gives you this, uh, you can tell Emmereth is so far enjoying herself. As we were investigating what could possibly be the cause of a problem of what was previously a well-managed group of people, our travels led us to the Eye of the All-Father, where we went to consult with the Oracle. You consulted with the Oracle of the All-Father? Indeed we did. And And what did it say? It said something that I think you'll find very interesting, and I kind of pan towards uh, Imrith again. Mm Mm-hmm. According to the Oracle, the King Hecaton was not, has not just wandered off. And in fact, those closest to him, and I look towards the daughter, mm-hmm. may be most responsible for his disappearance and is what is causing this great upheaval and all of this trouble for us smaller folk. She stops for a second and she looks into Emmerich, leans over and she goes, and I say, she puts her finger up like this. <laughs> And she looks back at you and she says, Speak plainly, human lord. What did the oracle say? The oracle said that two of the daughters of Hecaton, not the youngest, (laughs) (laughs) not the youngest, not you, not you, you're cool, (laughs) have conspired directly to take Hecaton out of power. Oracle did not say that he was dead or had been dispatched. As you know, oracles speak in strange, in, in strange answers. But you have a snake in your own home, or worm, or. <laughs> <laughs> she turns and looks at her sisters. She says, "Is what this human says true?" They uh, look at her and they go, "Sister, no. We love." Father, why would we ever try to harm him? Or you? You see, she looks at them for a minute. Like, she's doing what Aspen likes to do. Make some insight. She's making right? heavy insight rolls. <laughs> and you see Imrith lean over again to try and say something, and she puts her finger up. Do not interrupt me again, Imrith. And she turns and she looks back at you and she says... So you have come looking for my father? I have come to do whatever is necessary to help restore order. Did you ask the oracle what would restore the ording? Let me refer to my notes. 
One moment. <laughs> you see, uh, if I recall... I think Calic might actually have better notes than... Correctly. I don't think I have. It would seem that we addressed the oracle on the 13th yes. of the fourth month. It was a rainy morning. I, I don't know why we took that down. It seems inconsequential now. <laughs> I seem to have had... What I have in my notes is that... My halfling will inform you of the exact questions that, mm. that we uh, spoke to the oracle. She says, I have no interest in that. I want an answer to my question. Which was? What was the exact question? It was. ADHD comes on real quick. Uh, it does really come on quick. There's a lot going on. I'm trying to prepare a speech off the cuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're disappointed. When asked how to restore the ordning or whether it would, would uh, restore order, we were told to come inform you. She looks at her sisters. She says, Sisters, you say these are assassins. I would hear what you say now. And the sisters come forward. I don't even have any spell slots. How do they think I'm going to kill somebody? Mm -hmm. And in giant, they begin to speak forth in a very eloquent way. And I cast tongues upon myself. (laughs) Very good. The gist, the essential nature of what, because I'm not going to recite the entire Mm -hmm. long speech, (laughs) Uh, essentially what they are telling the sister is that the entire history of giant and small folk relations is small folk killing and destroying giants. It's not true. And they give a long list. It doesn't speak well for the giants. Long list of things about all of these different attacks and all these sorts of things, and that's such, such and such and so and so. And then they bring up an interesting fact that you did not know. They say that after all, we know that it was small folk who have killed your mother. <gasps> you hear you hear me go. Huh? <laughs> and they say, you saw the proof and the evidence with your own eyes when we found her broken and destroyed along the shore. And throughout the rest of the speech they point out that you have stolen this conch, mm-hmm. that you claim to have spoken with the Allfather Shrine but that they heard from Emirith that Emirith had taken a pilgrimage to the shrine and never saw any small folk at the shrine. And so they conclude... She invisible. Mm-hmm. They conclude by saying that, obviously, what other reason would they have to come here then? All they have done has been through subterfuge. Then how do we trust them now that they are telling the truth? So that's what you hear. Okay. I'm all saying. And you notice that Sarissa listens to them in the same manner that she has listened to you. In both cases, fairly neutral in terms of affect. Mm-hmm. Kind of just listening, taking it all in. What a good little future ruler. And you notice <coughs> that Emirith, throughout the speech, you guys that you guys don't understand, you notice that throughout the speech you see Emirith next to her nodding and you know, kind of you know, you see my lady and you know nodding and da 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 da. And so she then turns and looks at Emmerith and she says, Did you take this pilgrimage? And Emmerith says, I did, Your Highness. And I never saw any small folk. And she's saying this in common. Mm-hmm. And I never saw any small folk. And I yell, What about a frost giant? <laughs> Perhaps by the name of Harshnet. And uh, Sarissa turns immediately and looks at you. What is it that you claim, small one? Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, you pulled speech out your ass. Yeah, I get that. Now you guys know how I feel. <laughs> so, I stand up a little straighter. <clears throat> um, I have some liquid courage going on right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you asked me what I did. You drank a whole button. I know. Yeah. I'm like, listen. Get one or two buttons in him. Emrith definitely went to the... Definitely went there. We, we saw we saw Emrith there. We were there, too, with Harshnag. How do you think we got into the Oracle? It's not like we don't know anything about the Allfather. He took us there. <laughs> we couldn't even figure out that ridiculously easy puzzle. <laughs> it took us two days to <laughs> go walk through the portal. <laughs> Actually, if you're describing it so clearly, that would be a hell of a... Yeah, I was, I was trying to get to that. <laughs> we came upon uh, worm seekers, and barbarians have already stormed it. And we went in and vanquished them. And then we got to the room before you speak with the Oracle. And we 
spent more than we should have trying to figure out how to open that doorway. Frankly, it's embarrassing. If we, <laughs> we need not get into that, but we did figure it out. <laughs> and uh, after depositing one of the weapons near it, we walked through and we all spoke with the Oracle. And I go, when we returned from speaking with the Oracle, uh, we were surprised by Imrith. And so was Harshnag, our frost giant companion. Imrith had many more wings when we met her the first time. And when he means wings, means Imrith's a dragon. <laughs> and you see, this is testimony that she's not hurt. <laughs> okay, so. Playing like a fiddle. <laughs> I need a persuasion roll from you, Kalak, and, and why don't you go ahead and give me one to Aobard. Not for what you've already said, but for what's coming up, so that I have uh, a measure. 20. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so 20 plus... 21. 21, okay. 16. Okay. So she stops, and she looks at Imareth, and she says, You didn't say that you had seen Harshnag. You see Imareth kind of shift in her seat a little bit, so that she's sitting in a way that oh, one oh. hip... Is not... Oh, his thing's really heavy. How, how big is the thing? The fragment? It's just a fragment of his. Yeah, it's just a fragment of the great axe. It's got. How heavy is it? Is it like 10 pounds or less? No. Okay, no maybe more than 10 pounds. Can my mage hand work with Malthus? Together. 20 pounds? <laughs> is it less than 20 pounds? Okay. If you'll, let's see if we can get away with this. <laughs> I look over I look over at Aspen mm-hmm. and I, I give him kind of an eyebrows and I say, Oh, my lady dragon, if you're uncomfortable, and I tell Malthus to go and grab that thing. And I shoot my invisible mage hand out. And we just basically do a yank. <laughs> okay. It'll just pop forward. <laughs> That's probably making you very uncomfortable. Slate of hand check? <laughs> uh, for you, for the mage hand, yeah. Okay. Malthus needs to make a strength, a strength roll. roll. Uh, 17. That's making you uncomfortable in your chair. Malthus. Come on, Malthus. We rolled the same thing. Five. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I guess it's still drawing attention to it. And I'm like, do you have him be completely visible? Yeah. And I say, you weak bastard, try harder. <laughs> <laughs> you petulant little fiend. <laughs> can I just like, un- can my mage hand like undo the latch or something so Malphus just drops with it? Okay, while you're fiddling that, she's kind of trying to... (laughs) (laughs) And she turns and she looks at Sarissa and she says, Your Highness, they are clearly trying to sow discord in your own court. I say, absolutely. (laughs) And she turns and she looks at Nimrith and she says, Prove them wrong. Did I see the thing? And you hear the rumble of a storm cloud in her voice as she says When, when Imrith walked away, did I see the Har- Harshnag's great axe fragment, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as soon as she says, prove them wrong, I then go, <clears throat> perhaps our frost giant up here would be best at identifying a fragment of What's a frost giant's great axe. And she says, my queen, for all we know, they're the ones who murdered your mother and abducted your father. And at that, you see Sarissa turn and look at her and go, Abducted? You told me my father was dead. How would you know that he was abducted? Aspen crosses his arms. Eobard <laughs> <laughs> goes, mm-hmm. Imrith <laughs> realizes almost instantly that she has uh, chosen those up. words poorly. <laughs> For how could she know that Actadon had been abducted? Whoops. At that, Sarissa... Takes out a knife and stabs her. No. <laughs> she says, Uthor, I want my sisters escorted to their towers, and they are not to leave. And the guy on the other throne says, Of course, my lady. Guards. And both sisters are like, This is outrageous! You can't lock us in our towers! Right? They start throwing a tantrum. You see Emerith get up out of the throne. I'm watching it very closely. And begin... I look for the exit for 
Yep, there is uh, two on this side and the one that you came through. Okay. <laughs> and she begins to kind of move. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I cast Grease? Huh? I want to cast Grease. <laughs> she begins to kind of move. Yeah, you can try. Go ahead. <laughs> I cast Grease. Right when she's about to step her back foot down, I cast mm-hmm. Grease right underneath it. It's a 10-foot square. That's a whole foot. They have to succeed a dex saving throw against a 16? Uh, she succeeds. Damn. She just steps down. Now her foot's kind of... A little oily. A little oily. <laughs> that was Noticing slot, guys. that, Sarissa turns and looks at looks at Emirate, and Emirate stops. And you see she turns and looks at you. She says something. Still got a tongue's going. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, she says, I will feast on your entrails. And back in Draconic, I say, Oh, we look forward to it. <laughs> and Sarissa says, and like, Wait, I don't think that translates. You will stay right there. And Emerith turns and says, Oh, no. You, brat, cannot control me. And you see she lunges for the scepter. Ooh. Can we all spring into action? <laughs> I look at the guy. Shall at the we giants. all roll initiative? Look at the giants like, hey, go for your queen. The guards, what are you doing? <laughs> right? I got 17. Six. You were enjoying the show. Cal, <laughs> Cal was like, what? What? Oh, yeah, crap. I hate all this politics stuff. Hailbarn. Thirteen. You see a storm giant uh, step forward immediately. Is it the dude Uthgar or whatever? Uthgar? Yes. Is it? Uh, th- am I getting? Oh, it's like the queen's personal kind of. His clothing, unlike all the other clothing you've seen on the storm giants thus far, uh, feels more imperialistic. It feels mm-hmm. more like a martial. military advisor almost, or something like that. Feels more martial. Okay. Yeah. Is it Uthgar or Uthgar? Uh, Uthor. Uthor. And he immediately uh, steps down in and puts his hand out like this, literally into Imrith's chest. Oh, nice. Trying to press her away. Just like a stop. Like a flat-handed punch, almost. Mm-hmm. Callie knows that. <laughs> All right, Aspen, what do you want to do? Uh, so he stepped in front of mm-hmm. her and stopped her from grabbing the scepter? Yes. So I am just going to... I would like to move in such a way that I put myself between the region and what is going on. Okay. I would like to take a defensive kind of position and ready an action that if Uthor doesn't seem to be handling it, I then, I guess as I'm running, I'm readying my bow and aiming at him. And then just ready an action that if Uthor doesn't look like he's handling it, okay. and she gets past him, I will shoot. See another giant step forward and grab a hold of Imrith's arm. Hailbarn, anything you want to do? Imrith's arm? Yeah. So they have her grappled, basically, now. Uthor just kind of put his hand out and just mm-hmm. stopped her dead in her tracks. And then the, uh, the next storm giant actually has her grappled. Who is this other storm giant? Just a guard. Do we want to try and kill him? No, we want information out of her. She knows where the king is. I mean, that's not necessarily our problem, but I would not be killing her. And the queen is still there? Mm-hmm. While she is still there, you see that the area around her seems to have a shimmer. Yeah. Okay. She seems sort of protective. Aspen. Very tiny. Yeah, you see Aspen running, and it looks, it, it, you know, I mean, we're talking football field size things comparatively. <laughs> it's a big room. I think Eobard might see what unfolds. Okay. I think that's a solid Eobard maneuver. Yeah. Emirates tries and pulls her arm from... Oh, I should set a, a reaction. That if she moves past them, I guess the same way, that I will fire an elephant's blast at her. Okay. She pulls her arm free. She's... Um, do you still have... Tongues up? Yes. It lasts for like an hour. Okay. She pulls her arm free, and, and at the storm giant in Draconic, she says, Get your hands off me, you filthy fish. And with that, she teleports. 
Well, that was a lot more dramatic than I thought it was going to be. After Emrith teleports away, there is uh, a great deal of commotion in the throne room, as you can imagine. The other giants express uh, a variety of not-so-carefully-chosen words of outrage at the Blue Dragon's presumptuousness. Eobard, don't look smug. Don't look smug. It won't help. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all now clamoring for Sarissa's favor. Well, I'll I'll hunt her down. I'll hunt her down. No, well, you know, leave it to us. We will hunt her down, says the Frost Giant. They will hunt her down, says Eobard. (laughs) (laughs) And she kind of looks across the room, and she says, Uthor. And Uthor says, Quiet! And they all kind of get quiet immediately. She looks down at the three of you, and she says, I have something I wish to show you. And she gets into her pocket and pulls out a coin. It's tough to make out what it is. And she's holding it like this. Between thumb and forefinger. It's a shield? No, for you, it's a regular coin size. Oh, she's like a little... Yeah. So it's itty-bitty. Okay. Yeah, she pulls it out like this. and She places it on the ground in front of you. And she says, have you ever seen this wooden coin before? I put on my glasses. Can I lean in to look at the coin? It is a wooden coin painted with a golden goose insignia. She says, One of my storm giants gave me this coin when we found my mother's body, believing that it belonged to my mother. But it does not. I believe, rather, that it was accidentally dropped by my mother's assassins. And if, as Imrith has let slip, the same people who assassinated my mother have abducted my father, and this could be the clue to finding him. Not sure if I'm supposed to read this as a goose chase or not. <laughs> Inspiration! Inspiration! I already have it. There you go. <laughs> well, weren't we under the impression that Imrith was behind the abduction of Hecaton? She says, It will take some time for my men to locate Imrith in her lair. But the oracle was right. Only my father can restore the Ording. You may also wish to send a team back to the Oracle, because last time we saw Imrith, uh, she was quite a bit larger and did not seem to have much respect for the temple. Oh yeah, she wrecked that place. Hmm. Would you do me this favor? Would you find to whom this coin belongs and follow the trail, wherever it leads, and find my father? Only if she provides us all the information that she has, like where her mother was killed. And... <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I am not Jarl of Errand Boy. <laughs> As I'm looking up, I'm like, you are a mountain, you are a skyscraper. And apparently, we are the fixers. <laughs> so I take the coin. How, is it, how big is it in my hand? Like you said, it's about okay. this big. So palm sized. Yeah, kind of like. Pull it out from between her pores. No, she had put it on the <laughs> oh, on, the, on the ground in front of you. Have any of us ever seen anything like it? Nope. It's not worth rolls. I find it. It's not worth. I don't believe it to be a rollable, a rollable knowledge. Uh, I, don't know. I, I don't know anybody. I mean, it's just simple it's, as it it's unremarkable. Yeah. And it's it would be very easy to produce. But the goose. A wooden coin. Just take it to the Harpers. Yeah, I'll take it to the Harpers. Might if be. anyone knows of them. I'm like, the, on, on the back, does it say good for one bagel? <laughs> 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 this looks like a uh, Good for one donut. Is it a nickel? Because <laughs> I was told not to accept these. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to, I will allow a roll, but um, better be I, would be, I would be surprised I, based upon your character's backgrounds I that you would know. have any knowledge. Nope. History... Uh, I would take uh, investigation. Investigation. That's a thirteen. Nope. nope. Would a twenty-five in history get me anything? Nope. Okay. So not worth it. She says, "I would, of course, send you with a writ granting you the ability to act as my representatives." And a boon. Go on. <laughs> she looks at now. You've got my attention. She looks at at you in particular, and she says. Jarl of Fangstone, I have lost my father, and only my father can restore 
order to your land and to our society. Surely someone as good and as great as yourself would want to play a part in that. It would benefit you and your lands as much as mine. As one who has also lost his father, I agree for all the good. She looks at you and she says, I, for one, am glad that you and your companions came to Maelstrom. And she looks up at one of the giants up there and she says, Tartha, please bring forward your conch. Tartha stands up and says, Your Highness, they already have one conch from a fire giant. I don't want to go back there. Sarissa <laughs> looks at her kind of like, Excuse me? <laughs> I thought I said something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I must not have said it loud enough. <laughs> Another fire giant walks down and places the conch in front of you. Sarissa leans forward and touches it with the scepter. Sh- shrinks down to fitting within your hands. And she says, This is my first boon. Let it be known to all giants in all the lands that these three are my representatives on their search for my father. And using this conch, they are entitled to return here to my court at will. And you see all the other giants come. <clears throat> and I bow down and just let the eyes dwell on me in the room. Yeah, you, you sense uh, a significant amount of jealousy. And I open my pouch and I place it in delicately and close it, and I take far too long to do it. She then stands up, and Uthor stands up, and everyone else stands up. And she says, if you would follow me. And she begins exiting the room to the right. Uthor looks at the three of you. Hustle. Okay, you guys start kind of hustling along after her. Uh, Unlike the guard, she's not changing her pace. (laughs) She knows that she is... Uh, master of her domain, and she walks at the speed that she wishes. Mm-hmm. So you're having to hustle, but um, you are keeping up, and Uthor is walking along behind you, keeping your pace. Uh, she walks you through a series of coral-lined hallways. Uh, you see a coral garden. You see uh, a large pool with an orca swimming in it. You walk through tunnels of crystal which you can see shapes swimming behind the crystal, until she comes to uh, a room that is small compared to the other rooms that you have seen, but still quite large by your standards. She says, This is the meditation room. It has been used by my father for many years to travel from here to Faerun and the Sword Coast. I will use this to return you to where you would like to be where you believe is necessary to go to start looking for my father or for some clue as to where or who might have taken him. Wherever you choose, I will have an envoy deliver the rest of your supplies. I say, before, before we leave, may I provide a private message to you? Your S- Highness. Speak. Well, private means... Maybe go on, Maybe Callie. you can lift me up towards your <laughs> ear. I... Unless you would like me to climb. <laughs> she says, I have no secrets from my uncle. Do you have secrets from your friend? Oh, I thought the whole giants came in. No, no just, just her uncle, just, just Uthor, her, right, and no. the three of you. Retcon all that away. Okay. Like, Were you I must <laughs> <little little? laughs> I'll give you one of these. Yeah. I must tell you what. What are you going to tell her that we don't get yeah. to know? No, huh? I'll tell you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want all of them to hear. Okay. When we acquired the conch to come here, uh, we also discovered a interesting development amongst the fire giants. Speak. <laughs> they are constructing, well, they've mostly constructed a Valdai. colossus. Oh, it was done. By name of Valdar. And they have acquired the primordial elemental from Gauntelgrim to power it. And she looks at Uthor with kind of a question mark, and (laughs) Uthor says, More tedium, your highness. She says, says, thank you. While I will have your supplies delivered after you have chosen where you are to go, 
Take these. They should more than fund your expedition. And she puts down in front of you what in her hand looked to be fairly small and almost inconsequential sapphires. Whereas in front of you, they are sapphires that are about the size of this. Bowling balls. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, there are more sapphires about the about the about the size of a large dinner platter. Wow! Like a thousand GP blue sapphire. Mm, closer to five thousand GP, and she puts down three. Ooh. She says, "Now, where shall I send you?" Water? Do you yeah, I feel like we should go to the Harpers instead. And the council and the. So the the Harpers aren't. The Harper's headquarters aren't in... Water. Yeah, it's up mm-hmm. north. That's yeah, those are in Silvering, though. But you can... We have a way to jump around. Yeah. We can portal to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you don't think it's worth going back and saying, hey, we went and... The... That's what I thought. I thought, because we haven't been back to Waterdeep. We haven't sent anybody a message or anything. Go back and tell them, hey, this is what we found out so far. We also found this coin. This is our next clue. Any of y'all know what this is? Or theirs should have... If they don't have a clue, they're just going to be like, great, keep it up. Yeah. yeah, right. And then we just go to the Harpers. Uh, you, you have some sort of aim with them? The Harpers, we have the teleportation the stuff. Right, they're the ones who gave us the portal network. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the Harpers have essentially, the Harpers that was their bribe for you to work as their agents. Harpers. Remember, remember? You don't the, find out you belong to them until it's too late. Remember, <laughs> the deal was you can use this if you share with us all the information you get. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, yeah, I don't feel connected to the Lord's Alliance at the moment. I mean, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, we it. can just do the Harpers. That's 100% fine I mean, with me. Wildly connected to the Lord's Alliance. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I, think I had like a hard-on to become one. But well, you, yeah, I'm not, I yeah. guess. But they were more helpful than the Lord's Alliance. So you're going to ask, do we teleport to Everland? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. She says, should you need to return here? Simply use the conch, and you will arrive in the room in which you arrive upon your first visit. You know how to whistle, right? Put your lips together. <laughs> she says, I will see to it that Zalto's conch is returned to him. Say hi. <laughs> and she motions... Also, if you could keep that thing from completely just stomping the storm coast. <laughs> anything you do there, there is a vested interest. It's where you keep most of our stuff. <laughs> She looks at Uthor, and Uthor says something under his breath to mm-hmm. her, and she says, <clears throat> If what you say is true, and I have no reason to doubt it, that will be a matter for my father upon his return. Oh, well, we've increased our interest in finding your father. <laughs> I am afraid that I do not currently possess the ability to stop a Colossus, and Zalto is a determined individual. Yeah. Picked up on that from the brief time that we were around him. And just have a bunch of people like go and be like, "Hey, we got that uh, primordial. Where you want it? <laughs> <laughs> we just pour it in here, just yeah, right, right here. <laughs> yeah, been trapped under a northern mountain for eons, but uh, <laughs> it's a little feisty. <laughs> okay, uh, she motions for you to step into um, the center of the room. Aobard, you're a bit hesitant, because it seems every single time that you have teleported thus far, you have seen misery, or some sort of traumatic, or some sort of epic thing, or... So, you know, you, you do have this slight tinge of... You know, <laughs> we live in a dark yourself. place. <laughs> Gotta be strong. And there is a flash of blue light. And you find yourselves on the outskirts of Everland. Hey. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today with your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergich, and Josh Heddle, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, but they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash 
heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero.